Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, June 1st, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. And congratulations to Bill Curlick, who found out yesterday he will be a grandfather for the second time. So congratulations, Bill. Well, thanks. It was a uh, totally unexpected announcement and uh, uh, an extremely uh, uh, happy one. That, uh, that, that my wife and I are just thrilled about. Yeah, that's, that is so awesome. Congratulations to both of you. On today's show, in addition to talking up the Dean of Grandfathers, we're going to get into <laughs> where the top uncommitted recruits in the 2021 class that are on Ohio State's board, we're going to give you the latest on where the Buckeyes stand with those recruits. We're going to start right at the top with JTT. I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name. I know you can, Dean. He is the number two strong side defensive end in the country and the number two overall player in the country. Where do the Buckeyes stand with JTT? Well, that would be JT Tui Moloau. Tui Moloau. And um, uh, as you said, uh, uh, tremendous prospect to the Buckeyes uh, have a very realistic shot at landing. And, you know, I look at his recruitment and I, I really see – the most part, three schools, Ohio State, USC, and Washington, those are all going to be contenders and have been contenders and are contenders. And, and right now, I've gotten crystal ball to Ohio State, and I am staying with that pick, but this one's got a long way to go. I don't think he announces anything um, uh, for any time in the foreseeable future. I think it'll go into December. I think it could go into uh, January. And I think it even could go till National Signing Day in February. Um, and as I've written about uh, on our site, uh, I said this a long time ago, USC was the kind of the dark horse there. Um, he has a lot of family uh, on his mother's side in Southern California. Uh, family's very important to the Tui Moloals. Um, obviously, there's family there in Washington. So that's two things Ohio State is battling there, uh, the, the family end of things. But they have Larry Johnson and they have the Ohio State program and Ryan Day and um, you know, JT and his dad, they watch the NFL draft. They know what Larry Johnson can do for him. And, and that's, that's something really big in Ohio State's favor. Let's stay in the state of Washington. Emeka Egbuka, number one wide receiver in the country, number eight overall prospect in the country. Where do the Buckeyes stand with him? Well, uh, again, there's several schools involved. And again, I think this is going to go for a while. Uh, as I've mentioned, there's going to be some twists and turns because schools are coming at him hard. Um, you know, Oklahoma, uh, first and foremost in my mind, they're one of the four schools that he has narrowed things down to. And um, uh, again, I like where Ohio State stands. 
I have him crystal ball to Ohio State, but it's not a done deal. You know, you look at the crystal ball, you might think, well, with what that says, this is a done deal. I don't look at it that way at all, but I do think that Ohio State is going to get him. And um, obviously, Brian Hartline's just a tremendous job recruiting him. You know, we, we know Brian Hartline's work. And, um, um, but the high state's got to hold off some of the other schools that, uh, that he's considering. Uh, but I, I do like Ohio State's chances. That, uh, we'll see. Now let's move to a couple of offensive linemen here. First up, J.C. Latham, number five offensive tackle in the country, number 17 overall prospect in the country. Where do the Buckeyes stand with J.C. Latham, Dean? Well, if you, if you saw my um, uh, story over the weekend, I, I counted down my uh, 11 uh, top prospects for Ohio State to land in order of importance. And there are so many great players on that list. And I had uh, J.C. Latham, number one. You know, he's that good. He's the number three prospect in the country overall in the 247 sports rankings. And uh, he's a guy that's been on Ohio State target for a, for a long time. He switched from the defensive line to offense um, just prior to his junior season. Results were spectacular. Uh, would be a great, great offensive tackle addition. Um, you know, he was in my What I Am Hearing uh, that I posted on Sunday evening, a shameless plug there for what I am hearing. But uh, he was one of the feature guys in that. And, um, you know, Ohio State, again, is the crystal ball leader. But, again, this one's not over by any stretch. I think it's Ohio State and LSU from what I'm told at the top. But um, there are some other schools involved, of course, Alabama, Oklahoma. Um, I expect him to take official visits. That's the plan right now. Um, there are family members that want him to do that, and I think he will go ahead and do that. And providing he does, I, I was told that one of those official visits will be to Ohio State. Not surprising because they are, as I mentioned, I'm told, in his top two. And uh, he's a guy that Ohio State you know, definitely wants to add to this class. Just so nobody is confused out there listening to the show, I am referencing the 24-7 sports composite rankings. As Bill mentioned, J.C. Latham. We also have the 24-7 sports in-house rankings. J.C. Latham, uh, much higher in that than he is the composite, although 17 in the country is not, not bad in the composite. For those that don't know, the 24-7 sports composite takes the 24-7 sports rankings, takes the rankings from ESPN, and takes the rankings from rivals and compiles them together. So there you go. All right, next up, another offensive lineman, Rocco Spindler, ranked as the number two offensive guard in the country, according to Composite, and the number 44 overall player in the country, according to Composite. Where do the Buckeyes stand with Rocco Spindler, Bill? That was going to be a tough one to get, but um, uh, I don't rule Ohio State out simply because Rocco right now is saying he's going to take all five official visits. And if you follow things um, on Bucknuts and on 247 Sports, you know, we've been really on top of this. Uh, Tom Loy in particular has done a great job of, uh, of interviewing Rocco in person, and we've had those on, on Bucknuts.com. Uh, Excuse me, Rocco is planning to take his five official visits, and um, they would be Notre Dame, they would be Michigan, they would be Ohio State, Penn State, and LSU. Uh, right now, I have him crystal ball to Notre Dame, but just barely over Michigan. Penn State is absolutely right in there. Ohio State is working hard. He'd be another great addition. Um, you know, obviously they're going to have to get him back on campus uh, and go through with the official visits in my mind to land him. But uh, Greg Madison got things started with the recruitment there. And, you know, Greg Madison has long been known as a great recruiter. Uh, uh, Greg Stadradra, 
uh, Stadrara is, is certainly very involved. Ryan Day, very involved. Um, you know, Rocco likes Ohio State a lot. It's just that right now I think he's got a couple other schools ahead of the Buckeyes. The only defensive back on my list here, I'm just going right down like by their overall ranking. If, if you can't tell already out there, <laughs> both you, Bill, and the listeners out there, I'm just going right down from overall ranking. Next up, Derek Davis Jr. He's the number two safety in the country, according to the composite. He's the number 55 overall player in the country, according to the composite. Where do the Buckeyes stand with Derek Davis Jr.? Uh, this is a guy I love. I think he's, he's a really an impact safety type guy. Um, and I've said for a long time, I think it comes down to Ohio State or Penn State. Uh, however, you know, there are others involved, as with the other guys that we've mentioned. Clemson, he's already said uh, recently, and, uh, and we mentioned this on Bucknuts, that he is planning to take visits once they are again allowed, once the extended dead period is lifted. And right now he's thinking Clemson because he hasn't really been there. Uh, that'll be his first um, uh, likely official visit, but first, a vis- first visit after the extended dead period is lifted. So um, anytime Clemson gets a guy on campus, you know, that's, you, you can't downplay that. Just like with Rocco Spindler, even though High State perhaps trails right now, and I think they do, you know, how can you bet against Ohio State the way they recruited this year if they can get a guy on campus for an official visit? So um, uh, I do still think it's going to come down to Ohio State or Penn State for Derek Davis. Right now I give Ohio State a slight lead, even though the crystal ball uh, has Penn State the leader. But, you know, providing he takes those visits, which I think he will, you know, we'll see what happens. That's good news for the Buckeyes that you think they're a slight leader right now. I'm going to ask you about three more Uncommitted prospects. Next one up. I love this name. Tywone Malone. I know you had an exclusive with him last week. Number four defensive tackle in the country. Number 56 overall prospect in the country. Where do things stand with Tywone Malone? Well, he's the, uh, maybe the toughest guy on this list, Dave, to figure out what he's going to do. And that's kind of reflected by the crystal ball. Uh, if, I re- if I'm not mistaken, um, there's not a single crystal ball pick in right now for Tywell Malone. And for a reason, you know, he does, he kind of is not, uh, he, he shuns the recruiting process a little bit. Uh, not that he's not a, you know, a nice kid and everything he is, but he just doesn't like to get too involved with, uh, w- with the recruiting process and talking about it and all. So uh, a little, little bit hard to get a great read on him. I think Ohio state is in his top three and, you know, with Larry Johnson being the, the guy recruiting him, hard to bet against the Buckeyes, uh, but it's really hard to say, you know, which way he's going to go right now, to be honest. Um, uh, I also might add that he's going to be, if he does play some college baseball too, which he's interested in, he's going to be one of the biggest first basemen you're ever going to see. At <laughs> 10 pounds. He'll make Frank Thomas look small. Uh, <laughs> the big yeah. hurt, the big hurt 2.0, Tywone Malone. Hey, we need help at baseball too, man. We need a lot of help. We need more help with baseball than we do with football at Ohio State. So he can, he can play baseball for the Buckeyes. All right, number seven on the list here, Jager Burton, number 10 offensive tackle in the country. Number 160 overall prospect, kid out of Lexington. Does Kentucky lead? Where do the Buckeyes stand with Jager Burton? Well, you know, Ohio State fans – kind of wonder when I say that he could easily end up at Kentucky over what I think are, are his other top two schools, Ohio State and Alabama. But you got to understand, Jagger Burton lives in Lexington, and he loves Lexington. You know, it's, it's his home. He likes it there. Um, Kentucky, 
you know, is not on the same plane as Ohio State when it comes to um, college football year in and year out, nor Alabama for that matter. But uh, Kentucky has had some success, and Coach Stoops has done a good job. Uh, they're recruiting him, uh, obviously, as hard as can be to keep him at home. Vince Morrow is a great recruiter from Kentucky. So, so this one is, is really up in the air right now. I have Kentucky as the leader. I have basically a tie between Ohio State and Alabama next behind Kentucky. Jagger is planning to announce his decision August 24th. That's his birthday. But he tells me that if he's not 100% sure at that point, then he'll wait. You know, I, we don't know what's going to happen with visits at this point. He has wanted to get back to Ohio State. He's wanted to make an official visit there. We'll see if that could be somehow worked in. That's up very much up in the air right now because we don't know what the NCAA is going to do with extending the dead period or opening things back up. Uh, in all, we just don't know right now. So uh, we'll see. Right now, though, um, I have Kentucky as the, as the leader for, for Jagger Burton. Last Uncommitted prospect I'm going to ask you about, and it's a two-part question. This is Hudson Wolf, number nine tight end in the country, number 225 overall prospect. Where do the Buckeyes stand with Hudson Wolf? And a bonus question, if they land Hudson Wolf, what does that mean for Sam Hart? Will Sam Hart, who's a tight end already committed to the Buckeyes from Colorado, will he stay in the class? Might he go elsewhere? Just what's the latest with Hudson Wolf, and how might that affect Sam Hart? Ohio State absolutely wants two tight ends in this class, and I've said and written about that for a long time. They want two tight ends in this class, and, and I can absolutely guarantee that an addition of Hudson Wolf to the class would not scare Sam Hart away one bit. Um, one of my uh, items in my column at one point was that not only would it not scare Sam Hart away, Sam Hart is helping to recruit Hudson Wolf. They did a Zoom call with Hudson Wolf, the Ohio State staff, and not only on the call were the Ohio State staffers and Hudson Wolf, but on that Zoom call were helping to recruit him, none other than Sam Hart and quarterback commitment uh, Kyle McCord. Those two guys are working hard to get, as well as some other high stake members, to get Hudson Wolf in this class. And uh, uh, don't worry about the ranking. Hudson's ranking might not be quite as high as some of the other guys on this list. High State loves that kid, and, and they really would like to add him to the class. As I've mentioned in some of my columns, he's a perfect tight end prospect for Ohio State Ryan Day's offense. So uh, getting him in the class would be really big. Um, right now, I've got Ohio State as the slight leader, but two other schools to very much keep in mind, Tennessee is, is having a great recruiting uh, season. They're, they're doing a great job, Coach Pruitt there, uh, great strides. And Hudson Wolf is noticing that and is, is certainly – interested in Tennessee. They're, they're a are strong contender as well. Alabama is the other strong contender in my mind at this point. Um, and again, he, he's a kid that has said he wants to get back to schools. He wants to take official visits, but the extended dead period, you know, has made it tough on what these kids, you know, are going to be able to do. So we'll see what happens. But those are the three schools. And right now I give Ohio State a very slight edge. I love that Sam Hart is helping recruit him and is jumping on the Zoom call. That is great stuff. All right, last thing here. As we turn the page to June, let's hope June, Bill, is better than the last three months. Pretty damn low bar there, but let's hope June's going to be a better month. 
Buckeye football players, the current players, will report to campus exactly a week from today. That brings a smile to my face. And for those who don't know, it's going to be voluntary workouts. They're going to be in small groups. It's going to be voluntary, although from my understanding, the entire team's coming back. There's not one guy who's like, eh, I don't really want to do it. They're all in unison. That's just great news, I think, for everybody. I mean, it doesn't mean that, that you know, we're out of the woods by any means, but, man, all of the momentum continues to build. And exactly one week from today, the Buckeyes report back to campus for voluntary workouts, and it, it just brings a smile to my face. And, and a shameless plug for you, Dave. You were the one that broke that story that it's June 8th coming back. And uh, like you said, that, that's, that's, that's something to really look forward to. It's great news indeed. That's right, and great stuff as always indeed from the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, Bill Curlick. Really appreciate it, my friend, and appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you like the show, give us a five-star review. It really helps. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe. That also helps very much as well. Thanks again to all the listeners, and thank you to the Dean. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.